Welcome to Hack the Interview. We're your hosts. I'm Adrienne. And I'm Laureen. We're sisters, recruiters, and business partners with the Atlas Group, an organization that helps to diversify the talent pool for tech teams, mm -hmm. helps job seekers through the entire job search process. So I'm excited to talk about why your motivation to leave your job needs to be strong, clear, and concise while interviewing, and why recruiters care about it so much. And it's because to me, I think the reason why we did this topic is because it's been coming up a lot. And I think it's important for job seekers to not only understand why this question is important, but why their answer is even more important. And the reason why it's so important, because if there isn't a real reason why you want to leave your job, there's a lot of risk to submit you to our clients. So that's really the plain answer to it. It's that simple. So when a recruiter asks you, so why are you looking to leave? If there isn't a real motivation there, it strikes too much doubt that this will work. Why would it work? If you're happy in your role and you're not really sure what it would take for you to leave, it becomes a really confusing, risky situation for us as recruiters. And we like to minimize risk. Totally. This is a interesting example, but it kind of reminds me if you're like, meeting a person, right? Um, I don't know, maybe you're out dancing or something like that. And you meet a person and let's say they're already in a committed relationship. They're in a marriage or something. And they ask you on a date. Well, aren't they already in a marriage or already in a relationship? And they say, well, I just want to see what else is out there. Well, like what's wrong with your relationship? Like, oh, I'm, I'm just keeping my options open. Like it's very, it's kind of similar to like the job search where it's like, wait a minute, you're already in something with something and if you're just saying oh i just want to see what else is out there does that make sense like no like right you know I, oh we had a talk we're gonna break up like you know things aren't working between us like that you know you can kind of make sense of it but it's like no i love my relationship and i'm just seeing what else is out there kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah same it doesn't make sense and think about it right so Flip it on the other side. If you're working with a recruiting agency to fill multiple roles for your team, so you're using the tag team, me and Adrian, and your team dedicates hours to interviewing our candidates. And after all of that, you find the perfect candidates to fill your roles, right? We'll say you have maybe 10 out of 10 that you extend offers to. Um, and all of them either accept counter offers or they end up not leaving their current role when you offer them the job. Would you continue working with us as your recruitment agency? You know, you'd probably say, why are you wasting our time sending candidates to us that aren't ready to leave? So it's the same thing with clients. The clients we work with have a real need to fill a role. You know, it's always really disappointing to go through an interview process just to hear the roles put on hold or they don't have funding anymore. You know, why engage anyone on the other side, you know, candidates who company, company to Canada, if the timing isn't right. How does that make any logical sense? Yeah. It makes sense on both sides, right? Like when the companies aren't ready and then also when candidates aren't ready. Right. And Adrian and I do the same thing. When we talk to clients, you know, we really scope it out and make sure that it's a role. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it happens, right? Just like with uh, candidates or companies, we can't be one 100% all the time, but it's, it, it's definitely something that's important to us. And at least we do the deal, the due diligence up front. You know, when we submit a candidate, we're essentially letting the client know you are the one for the job. 
And there has to be an amount of trust that we feel this connection will work. We get paid on placements we make. So therefore we qualify candidates we speak to on a number of things. So when we say this is the, this is the person for the job, you know, it's not just whether they can do the job, it's that logistics makes sense. It's that compensation works. It's that the benefits work. It's that the culture and growth goals are aligned on both sides. And there also needs to be a real motivation from both sides to fill this role. So, hey, can we do a role play to give people an example of this? Like first give me some kind of like lackluster motivations that we usually hear. And then we can do like a role play of kind of how this conversation would play out for someone that's not really you know, motivated to leave. Okay, sure. Some common ones. Um, well, I'm always open to hearing what else is out there. I roll. I'm always looking. Wow. Um, well, I just started a new role. So if I leave, it just has to be a great opportunity. I heard that one this week. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Mm -hmm. I heard that one this week and I was like, wow, but my, so my response to that was, so what would you need in order to leave your current role? If you're saying it has to be a good opportunity, what does that mean? Um, what about like new opportunities for growth? Like I need new opportunities. Okay, great. What does growth mean to you? Hmm. Um, well, I want to manage people. Oh, okay, cool. Are you managing people now? Yeah. Okay. So what about a new job? Would you want to see that you're not getting at your current role now? You know, I'm just looking for anything that would be like new experiences that will help me grow. Okay. So what would you define as a new experience? that would help you grow that you're not getting now. Okay, and this is usually uh, when they get sick of yeah. me, <laughs> right? And you're like, okay, can we talk about something else? Why are you digging into my background? Can we talk about the position, right? Yep. Is when they yep. get sick of me, they get sick of me, they get sick of Adrian. But, you know, I, I'm just hoping this will shed some light on why we dig into this question so much and why it's so important to, you know, any good recruiter. We need to ensure that the intentions align and that this opportunity is the right one for people, we're submitting to our client for it. So if things aren't aligned, it doesn't make sense to move forward, right? And if we're asking these questions and it's still not making sense to us, why would we then put you in front of a client, right? So hey, mm -hmm. what else? How does knowing your motivation actually like help the candidate here? We talked about the recruiter, obviously, um, and we talked about it being, uh, you know, like on the, on the client side too, but, but what about the, like the candidate here? Yeah. So like for the candidate, you I mean, this is your job search process. And even if you are happy in your role and you're just seeing what else is out there, knowing your motivation is going to help you to weed out the opportunities that actually may not be right for you and will save you time. Because, you know, when you're interviewing, it takes time, it takes energy. So really making sure that you're spending your time appropriately and wisely. Uh, you know, knowing like if you don't want, like working with a certain technology or you love going into an office, um, you know, you can know right away like, oh, I love going to the office, but this company is 100% remote. That's not going to be a good fit. And you'll know that right off the bat. It also gets you super clear on what it is that you're needing. So first thing to recommend is for you to do your internal work. Get clear about why you are looking to leave. You can write it out for yourself. 
you know, what are your values? What are your career goals? Where do you see yourself in three years, five years, 10 years? What do you need in a workplace environment? What do you like about the current position that you're currently in? I think this is a really important one. What do you like about your current role? And then what do you dislike about your current position? And then what are your relationships like your coworkers? What's your relationship to leadership? What industry do you want to be in? And are you passionate about, passionate about your company's mission? And what things are you passionate about? So this is a lot of things to look into, but the reason why you want to do this work on the front end is so you're clear with yourself. And when you get asked the question, you can be clear and concise with whoever you're speaking with. It's so important to be clear. This has probably happened to me more than 200 times. <laughs> I think it's probably like 80% of the time. And Lorraine, I don't know if you can agree with this, but when I will ask someone why they're looking for a change or what their motivation is or why they're looking, you know, why they're interested in looking now, mm-hmm. about 80% of the time, they may start telling me all the things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. all the scars, all the bruises, everything that their employers put them through. Mm-hmm. Like we get it, like shit happens. Um, but you don't want to have like that therapy or that dump session with your recruiter because your recruiter is your kind of first line um, and your first people that you're making an impression with. So you want to be clear on your motivation prior to answering that question. Yeah. I love that you say, well, like, you know, you, you got to work it out. Um, and have a clear, concise answer, you know, this not only helps the conversation flow, but it also helps the recruiter understand you better. So if they know, okay, this person doesn't want to go into the office, um, you know, they really don't like working with these technologies. They want to do X, Y, and Z. They're really passionate here. Like we're matchmakers. So if we know what you like and don't like, you know, that can really help us. It doesn't really help us to just, you know, put you in line for a role that like doesn't really fit. Uh, it's just like a waste of everyone's time. So if you're like really not at a place where you even like know what you want or, you know, you're iffy on it, just really take that time to think about it. Yeah, totally. And, you know, on the other end of like, you know, we have people that have come from like toxic work environments and, you know, they're interviewing, they've got a lot of um, things that they want to say, which is good, but say it, get it out, you know, talk to your friend, colleagues, get it out on paper. Um, but don't share all that negative stuff with your potential employer. You want to be able to explain things in a positive light. It is important to be truthful and honest, but if you're asked the question, like, you know, why are you looking for a change instead of saying something like, I hate my manager. Um, you can, you know, I don't like my manager. I've tried talking to him, but he's a bully. You may say something like, you know, I'm looking for an opportunity where I can grow and have autonomy. I do really good in collaborative and positive working environments. So you can be honest. You don't have to be super detailed uh, and you don't need to go into the whole story. Uh, for your, For the whole story, you write it out, talk to a friend, colleague, mentor, therapist, but what you're telling your potential employer is just the facts. Um, so yeah, after you've listed out all the reasons for leaving your job, consider how the interviewer may interpret your answer. So for example, um, why are you looking for a change? Oh, I'd like more pay. You know, also be honest with yourself here about the pay. Lorraine, like I've seen that it's almost never about the pay. 
like when it actually comes down to it. Do yeah. you feel the same? Yeah, I feel like money's a factor, but if it's the only factor, it's not a good one because all I hear in my head, I have like sirens going off and all I hear is counter offer mm-hmm. and negotiation battle on who can shell out the most money between multiple companies instead of placing someone based off of passions. True. Yep. See it all the time. So you want to think carefully about like what you're saying and then how it may be interpreted. And like when you're answering to the, um, well, I want more pay, like you kind of can't predict how someone's going to be interpreting that. I mean, we can't really interpret most of what, (laughs) or guess what most everybody is going to, how every, how everyone interprets things, but the pay thing, it's like kind of like a can of worms. Um, that you may not want to get into. So you want to think about framing your answer in a way that focuses on the larger topic. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you may want to focus on like the incentives or your motivations or the challenges that come with big rewards, things like that. Right. And one thing I liked what you said was, you know, focusing on the facts, like get all your feelings out, like your boss is a piece of shit and all of those things, like get those feelings out, like get them out. Um, And then, you know, when you're thinking about, this answer, you know, focus on the facts, right? There was no clear growth path for me, or I was told I'd be working on front end development projects and they have me doing database development, Mm -hmm. or I've had four bosses in five months or our boss curses at everyone every single morning in our, in our morning meetings. So I'm looking for somewhere where I can grow, where I can be more stable, where I can have a, you know, clear path for growth, you know, a healthy environment. Yeah. I, I love that. Like sharing the facts, right. Of like, and I love that, like four bosses in five months, like this is mm-hmm. like the real deal. And there's not a lot of like emotion attached to it. It's just the facts. And then also sharing why you're interested in the position and how you can fit in. And I think that also helps too, to show that you've learned the role and you've researched the company. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree, but be careful. I've had someone say to me one time, you know, oh, why are you looking? And they said, oh, this job opening, that's the motivation. You know, I saw it and it motivated me and I wanted to, I'm like, are you like anything else? Um, And no, I saw this role. So that doesn't come across as genuine. Um, Definitely do your research. Just be careful a little bit with that. Yeah. Irene, what do you think about like when people get fired? Mm. How How do you do that? Yeah. So um, amazing people get fired all the time and laid um, off. Right. Like, yeah. Like yeah. shit happens. People make mistakes and sometimes it happens. And yeah, sometimes people, you know, shit, people get fired too, whatever. Good people get fired all the time. Um, but you know, what I want to say about that is, um, you know, should you be honest, you know, think about the worst case scenario, if you weren't honest, right? Like, could this come up in a reference check, you know, accidentally, Right. Um, so I would spin as a learning opportunity. Um, I was actually messaging. Um, she's this like badass HR professional that I used to work with. And I asked her like, Hey, if someone gets fired, um, you know, can they, can they check that in employment verification? Uh, and she said, you know, most companies don't say specifically, um, you know, maybe if it was like a government inquiry um, for like unemployment, maybe, but releasing uh, reason for termination could open uh, companies up to legal trouble. Um, so a lot of the times, um, you know, they just stick to, you know, release start end dates and like maybe salary information they would share if the company asks. Um, so I just want to share that. 
A lot of people might not know that. Um, but something else that I want to bring up too is, you know, spin it as a learning opportunity, right? Uh, I feel like honesty is always the best policy, right? And a company like, all right, this person got fired because they made a mistake, but there's going to be so many other reasons about like why you're a good fit or how you could work. So, you know, I would spin it as a learning opportunity. I would say, hey, this is what happened. Explain the situation, you know, and you can say, you know, this is what happened. Someone had to be held accountable for the mistake. And I was the one that was held accountable for that. I learned X, Y, Z from it. And, you know, although it was a really tough situation, I definitely learned a lot, a, a lot from it and I'm ready to move forward and apply everything I learned from that role and the experience, you know, in a new position. So, you know, I think spinning it as a learning experience, um, you know, it's kind of the best way to handle that and just be upfront and honest about it because you don't want it coming out later. And then like you weren't being, you know, hundred percent honest, because if anything's not going to get you the job, it's going to be that. And you don't want that hanging over your head the entire time. Dude, totally. And especially like just going in with like an honest, clean slate, uh, it's already, you know, can be nerve wracking to start a new position. And then like to have the thing in the back of your head of like, what if they find out, um, or, you know, what if I get found out it just doesn't feel good. So it's good yeah. to start on like an honest footing. Yeah. Like what if a reference says something about it, even though I prep them on it and they say something to the person, like checking my reference, like I said, they, you know, HR might not check that, which is, you know, like a good thing, but heads up, like a reference might slip or something might happen. And, uh, yeah, it's just better to kind of talk about it and be like, Hey, I'm not a perfect person. This is what happens. And this is what I learned from it. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I think like, again, just kind of like wrapping things back up, like it's super important to keep your answers focused short and then bringing it back to why you're interested in the position, the opportunity that's like right in front of you. Um, and in more preparation, it's also good to just prepare for follow-up questions to any of the answers. So some follow-up questions could be, um, you know, did you try to pursue this position at your current company. So that question kind of goes to like, oh, I'm looking for growth. Um, if you say, if your motivation is because you're looking for a growth opportunity or you're looking for like a leadership role or more um, responsibility, a follow-up question to that would be, you know, did you try to pursue that at your current company? And the reason why they want to ask that is to see, you know, have you gone through your process with, with, with where you're at currently. Um, and if not, why not? Um, you know, if, you know, you're, you're sharing, well, you know, um, you know, you're having other problems. You can, always, like another follow-up question would be, you know, did you try to resolve those problems or issues before looking for a new role? Um, and that's going to show, you know, are you doing conflict management? You know, are you comfortable, um, advocating for yourself, speaking up um, and making changes? Or, you know, are you, whenever conflict comes up, going to just jet and go somewhere else? Um, and then, you know, if you do also want to just start developing a list of questions um, for your current, for your employer on your job search so that you're ready to um, ask your future employer questions. And so that you feel that if you did make a mistake and taking a wrong position or taking a job that wasn't right for you, you can better prepare yourself so that next time you have the right questions that you need to ask so that you don't put yourself in a similar situation as last time. And so the most common interview or 
motivations that we hear for people leaving their jobs would be growth, taking on more responsibilities, some people looking to take on less responsibilities, relocation, career change, developing a new skill, commute, and work-life balance. Yes, I love that. And I think something that ties in to what you were just saying, you know, all of those questions, what goes through my mind is okay. Uh, And this is something that we dig into, right? Like in that conversation earlier, um, you know, what what goes through our minds as recruiters is okay. If this all works out, you sign the offer, you go to your boss and you give notice. Are there things your boss can do to get you to stay at that point? And if the answer is yes, then work them out before you start interviewing, please. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, unless you're, yeah, I a thousand percent agree. Um, whenever I've left roles, like I've been 100% done. Like I worked out mm-hmm. everything so that when yeah. it's time for me to go, like I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to take a new job. Like there is no what ifs or. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you are at a point where like, you know, you feel as though you need to get another offer to show your worth to your boss, to get that raise that you want to get that promotion that you've been asking for, to be moved to that other project that they've been promising you, then why would you even want to stay? So at that point to me is like, if that's what you're going for by getting another offer, like you're already in a bad spot and that evaluation needs to happen. Um, but you know, don't project that on other people and kind of like put them into your situation. I mean, like in multiple people, other companies, recruiters that are working with you, I mean, you know, do what's best for yourself, but that's not the best way to get what you want. Truly one caveat I do want to add here is that this is for people that are like active job uh, seekers. There are times when you get me get like called out of the blue for a job opportunity. Um, and you didn't work out all those things with your employer because like you literally just got connected out of the blue with somebody. Um, and in those cases, you know, try to work those out before you go, you know, try to just work out any of the kinks beforehand. But I just wanted to add that in that this is more for like the active job seekers that are actively applying. Um, but if you do get caught out of the blue from a recruiter and you're like, Oh, wow, this is something that I could do. And here are some of the problems that I have. Try to work them out where you're currently at. Yeah. And then at least like, you know, if you don't have time to, you know, you're like the role looks good for X, Y, and Z reasons, um, you know, and say you don't really have a lot of time to like work those out with your current boss um, or your current company. uh, My suggestion would just to be, you know, get on that call and like knowing what you would need in order, you know, to, to jump ship. And, you know, if you're not really like willing to, to jump ship at that time, like do the recruiter a favor and save some time for everyone and just say now isn't a good time. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So if you like what you heard today, uh, give us a review or download the episode. And if there's something you want to hear more on or have feedback for us, DM us on LinkedIn. We're Adrian and Lorraine Tinklocker. And don't worry, our names will be written in the show notes. And our site is theatlasgroup.co, where you can also find more information on our membership group. It's free and download a free resume template. I think that's all for today. (laughs) Bye. Bye.